tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. news night tonight. The search for NDC MP traitors as party general secretary drop names of loyal MPs. We hear from the party grassroots as they demand that they, that they fish out all MPs who voted to approve the president's ministerial nominees. The truth is that issue has become an albatross on our neck because it has broken the confidence of many party festivals. The party is going to do that. The party is going to find whoever did that. The party is going to look for them. We hear from some NDC MPs backing calls to have their colleagues produce evidence to prove they did not betray the party during the vote. Some have decided to pull out evidence to show that they went the way the party wanted them to go. And that for me is an eye-opener. Going forward, each one of us will be expected to do that because you cannot rely on others. And at the end of the day, they disappoint you. I couldn't sleep. It was so bad. Very, very sorry. I'm very, very sorry. 
Also tonight, Ghana's quest for IMF bailout gets major boost as U.S. government commits to making strong case for Ghana to secure favorable debt treatment terms from external creditors. We support Ghana's engagement with the IMF and will continue to push for all bilateral creditors to provide meaningful debt reduction for countries that need it, including Ghana. We have details with Ghana now set to benefit from a $100 million facility to fight terrorism. The threats of violent extremism and instability. Today, I am pleased to announce $100 million in support of Benin, Ghana, Guinea, Cote d'Ivoire and Togo. Plus, the U.S. position on gay rights with Parliament set to consider passage of anti-LGBTQ bill. Freedom and, and supporting and fighting for equality among all people and that all people be treated equally. I will also say that uh, this is an issue that we consider and I consider to be a human rights issue and that will not change. The substantial elements of the bill have already been modified as a result of the intervention of the Attorney General. We will see what the final outcome will be. Also tonight, where is the financial stability fund meant to save ailing banks? As the governor of the Bank of Ghana reviews recently concluded that the domestic debt exchange program has negatively affected local banks. Almost two months, and we hope it will be operationalized early to support the industry as far as liquidity gap is concerned. In business, Bank of Ghana Governor Dr. Ernest Addison optimistic of Ghana meeting all the MF program preconditions by next month for the board to decide on the next line of action after the bank increased the policy rate to 29.5%. We have that and more in tonight's edition of Newsnight. Also later, uh, former President John Mahama takes on the Akufuado government for excessive borrowing. Do stay with us for that and more here on Newsnight. You may want to join us with your thoughts and comments via WhatsApp 055-1111997. I am MFA Apao. And my name is Evans Mensah. We start tonight from the uh, Opposition National Democratic Congress and demands to fish out NDC MPs branded as traitors. Is tonight growing within the rank and file of the main opposition party. We are tonight hearing from the grassroots of the party 48 hours after the party suffered a massive blow in parliament, losing once more in a battle to approve President Kufuado's ministerial nominees. The general secretary of the party, Fifi Kwete, has, has been naming and praising many of the party's MPs who fully complied with the directive to vote against the nominees. But there are many in the party demanding more action. We'll hear from some grassroots supporters who thronged the party's headquarters today to support former President John Mahama in his bid to lead the NDC into next year's elections when he was about to be vetted. But first, my colleague Kwekwasanti has been interacting with some NDC MPs who say they have been left traumatized by the outcome of the vote. They support the policy of guilty until proving innocent where MPs are deemed guilty of treachery unless they can prove they voted to reject the nominees. Well, listen to Yusif Suleimana, MP for Bolibamboy, and Dr. Ket Nawani. And Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 
Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Los mejores viajes. Nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. DCMP Fonabdam. It was a sad day for all of us, and I can tell you that I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep because immediately after the elections, on my way home, I got a call, and after speaking with that person, a high-ranking person, but my 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 night was like uh, something else. I couldn't sleep. So sad that we could do this to ourselves. But wait a minute. Without any evidence, all of us are the ones who have gone wrong. And that is why some have decided to pull out evidence to show that they went the way the party wanted them to go. And that, for me, is an eye-opener. What it means is that going forward, each one of us will be expected to do that. Because you cannot rely on others. And at the end of the day, they disappoint you and put all of you in one... Uh, this, this uh, is the second time this is happening. Kocho Ponkroma, Hawakumsin and Co. And now, uh, this new set. Do you, do you think that Ghanaians can trust you and now your party can also trust you to do its bidding in parliament? Especially now that the EC think, is pushing through this year. That we have, we have uh, an opportunity to redeem ourselves. And that's what I'm looking up to. I know we still have some bills, we still have some taxes to pass. And I can tell you, some of us will not sit and allow this to happen again. If it means each one of us voting and showing pictures, so be it. Because Ghanaians have so much trust in us. But what is happening means that they are getting disappointed and we do not redeem ourselves. We will not have a party to even go into the elections in 2024. Friday night, uh, I couldn't sleep. Um, it was so bad that the next day, um, now I slept from 4 o'clock till the next day 4 o'clock. I did not take supper. Um, this is the first time I feel so deflated. And I feel that um, um, it's not that easy to be a parliamentarian. Um, as members of parliament, we should have a, a collective interest and a collective responsibility. In fact, we have failed ourselves we have failed the party and we have failed 
majority of Ghanaians, and um, I, I wouldn't like to defend anything. Um, the public can lambast us, and we've got to take it like that. I'm very, very sorry. I'm very, very sorry. Well, we are today also hearing from some grassroots supporters. They want the party to fish out all traitors. We are all disappointed. We are all broken. Our but I always want to say that when you look at we have 136 members of parliament. Majority voted in the interest of Ghanaians and in the interest of the party. So we cannot use only the few partners to judge the entire country. But the truth is that issue has become an albatross on our neck because it has broken the confidence of many party faithfuls. No, I'm not in support of it. Never. I'm not in support of it. Never at all. I'm not in support of it. Besides, uh, the party is going to do it. The party is going to find whoever did that. The party is going to look for them and then We thought that parliamentarians are going to do right by the people. They are going to scrutinize every policy that is brought before it before they take any decision in the supreme interest of the people. So for me to have, you know, experience a situation where NDC members of parliament, you know, would endorse the appointment of, you know, President Akufado when we are all calling that the president exercises austerity measures by cutting down his government, I am so disappointed. But the official communication from the party, from the party indicates that those MPs, at least 31 of them, are on their own. The, the supreme interest or the supreme position of the party envelopes or reflects the, the demands and the wants and the needs of the people, which is that government at this time should cut down wasteful expenditure, that government at this time should cut down the huge size of government, and the position of the NDC has not, you know, deferred. Well, before that crucial vote last Friday, the General Secretary of the NDC, Evans Fifikwete, was with you on PM Express and he disclosed that they had put in mechanisms to determine how their MPs vote so they can sanction when there's a deviation. We are going to ensure that they do exactly as the people of Ghana expect of them to do. When, it, when it's what a secret ballot. What the millions of Ghanaians expect of them to do. To understand that this is nothing personal. You have a lot of faith. Do you have a lot of faith in your 136 members of parliament? Yes, because I do understand. I do feel that they appreciate what is going on in this country. Do you understand the consequence from the party if they break ranks and possibly someone votes and you may not even know the person? Do you understand? Have you told them what the consequence is? How do you know we may not know? Well, MPP hasn't found out the person who voted for Abam Bagbing still. So I guess that's why I'm, I'm, I'm believing like we may I, tell, I tell you that we will put mechanisms in place to be able to know. Well, since the weekend, Fifi Kwete has taken to his WhatsApp status to name and praise a few NDC MPs he claims stayed loyal to the party's cause. Evans, uh, you've been studying his status also. You have a number of MPs. Let's go through some of them. Yes, so he will name you and mm -hmm. then he will praise you. Uh, mm -hmm. So somebody like Honorable Wisdom, Kobana Woyome. MP for Southtown, and this is a quote from him. He says, uh, thank you, Honorable Wisdom, Governor Woyomi, MP for Southtown, for not betraying the cause. Mm -hmm. And then he will say, thank you, Honorable uh, Gisela Tete Botri, mm -hmm. MP for Wutusenia West, for not betraying the cause. And then he will mention uh, others, Ernest Nogbe, MP for Shaiman, mm -hmm. again, for not betraying the cause. Edward Bauer, for okay. not betraying the cause. Yusuf Suleimana, uh, MP for Bole Bambo, who we heard in this sound mm -hmm. we played earlier, uh, for not betraying the cause. You remember that 
in that sound we play, Suleimana was arguing that uh, all MPs must be compelled to bring the evidence guilty that until. yes. So that, that's a, that's a point. That's a policy. You are guilty until, until you, you can prove you're innocent. You're innocent. You know, and he was backing. So I'm assuming that he's possibly one of those who have shown to the party that he's innocent. And his name is included here as one of those who did not betray the cause of the party. But how are they proving the innocence, though? I mean, at least we've seen it one video mm -hmm. where an MP is doing the ticking of no, 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 right? I'm guessing that may be it. Um, but, well, I mean, the General Secretary has some information. That's what he's basing his analysis and conclusions on. How else is he able to, for example, say that Honorable Richard uh, Sefa Honorable MP for Anglon did not betray the cause. How else did he know that Kweku Ricketts Hagan, who by the way has, has said over the weekend on another TV station that some MPs took bribes? How else did he know uh, that he, that MP Cape Coast South, did not betray the party? How else did he know that Yao uh, Gomado, MP for Akan, did not betray the cause? Charles uh, Agbeve, mm -hmm. MP for uh, Agotime Ziope, did not betray the cause. Uh, who else? All of them. Mm -hmm. He named all of them and said they didn't betray the cause. A host of them, including James Aveji, by the way, okay. who also he said did not betray the cause. Kwame Agboja, government. Ato Forcing is, is also in there. Amako Fiboa is also in there for not betraying the cause. It's almost as if if your name is not on this list. <laughs> then you're one, you one of them. It's almost the same. I mean, and that's that's a that's a thing that. But many as it stands now, we have only forty-four names yeah. at least uh, from monitoring Fifiquete status all the week, all the weekend yeah. through. We just have about forty-four names that he's put there. But there are other. Uh, MPs. I missed a number of quotes that he's exactly. been putting there as there well. There are other MPs, NDC MPs, who are doing their own numerical analysis. So for somebody like Roxy Nelson, Daphia McBall who responds to case Lato Forsing's post this morning on Twitter. He says, Lida, thank you for this message. And he had talked about the lion fighting mm -hmm. like a lion, remember? And then he says, exactly. <laughs> and Roxing says, uh, as as your polling agent for the day, he was a polling agent standing okay. there and watching the, the count. I was heartbroken when I saw the pile of yes votes versus no votes after the ballot sorting. The tragedy is that the 97 of us Mm. who were resolute and stood with the NDC and the nation to are vilified like the 39. So so he's trying to create a distinction between 97 MPs who voted with the party and then 39 yeah, MPs. So, mm -hmm. so, so we need to try and eventually tabulate the number of, that we've seen on if you quit yeah, this page and see if it, if it tallies. Out of the 97. If it tallies. But, but that's, that's where we are tonight. And remember that the deputy uh, minority leader, Emmanuel Amakofibwa, has been speaking about this and says they will find those rebel MPs, but they will not victimize them. Friday, we're parliament. Mosin, maybe when you know all of you have expressed shock and disappointment about what happened in Parliament last Friday. I'm also equally disappointed. The other time, I couldn't even sleep. I woke up at dawn to check the number of MPs who voted. 106 parliamentarians voted with us. But I realized that we shouldn't throw away our MPs because majority of our MPs supported the party. Because more me there, a domino do 106 MPs. 
We are promising to find the 31 MPs who voted against the party's directive and speak with them because we have other things to deal with in parliament. The ECCI and other key issues that will come before the House. We are promising all of you, please do not lose hope in us because we will work hard for the party and win elections 2024. And we hear from uh, former President John Mahama uh, pretty shortly who has also been speaking on this and uh, he was speaking on this campaign tour of Elembele in the western region. The former President uh, John Mahama has labelled the act of those MPs as a betrayer. We'll hear what his thoughts are pretty shortly. But I want to bring in the uh, majority chief whip, Anodompre, uh, who succeeded in whipping the overwhelming majority of us, in fact, almost all, all of them, barring two of them who were not in the House, uh, to vote for the nominees. He joins us on the telephone line right now. Mr. Anodompre, thank you for your time here on Newsnight. Yeah, my brother, good evening. You've had the acrimony and the chaos within the NDC. Do you sympathize? Well, sympathy. Well, I can appreciate um, their condition, okay, and the state in which they find themselves, which is obvious. So, yes, I can understand them. But I think it's a self-inflicted wound. In all sincerity, it's a self-inflicted wound, especially where, from the outset, when the names of the nominees were put out. Um, without even listening to these nominees that are on the committee. This has never happened. That even without listening to the nominee, the party had taken a decision that they were going to go against them. I was surprised when they showed up on the appointment committee to vet them. So there was, there was more of uh, uh, inconsistencies on the part of the minority, for instance. Clearly, um, they had communicated to us that the party political uh, committee had decided that the Supreme Court justice nominees, they were not going to uh, go against them. But eventually they went against them. So I think that they themselves should do their own social section. And just as the former president is calling on on some of the, uh, the MP to do social section, they should look within. The leadership of the party should do a proper social section. And in their bid to get the party uh, or the, the, the MPs to follow a certain pattern. They need to engage. You don't, the greater respect, you don't sit in your office and just issue a statement. You need to engage, okay? And when... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes... Only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.
who were issuing the statement. We were also engaging and appealing to their sense of patriotism and the fact that these nominees are people they know. But some of them, they have a long relationship, 12 years, spanning over 12 years, 8 years, some of the nominees. So, I mean, they were just the greater respect. They were swimming against a fast-moving current. And it wasn't a strategic decision for them to have issued a statement. They could have done their own things behind the scenes. But for the party to issue a statement, I think that next time when you're issuing such statement, they need to, to look at it again. But as whether I sympathize with them, I don't think that we have done anything wrong, okay? We went out there to preach patriotism. And the fact that our president has shown uh, demonstrable readiness to, to, to downsize as as there's a call that we should downsize government and all that. Mr. Mr. Don Preston. For a long time, if I can just finish with respect, mm. for the long time, uh, deputy ministers, deputy regional ministers, we don't have them. That was a, For me, it's a significant beginning. And so we, we put all these together and uh, we spoke and reached out to our colleagues. Uh, it could have been more. The numbers could have been more. I think that for, for some... Uh, schemes that they put in, uh, it would have been more. But we are not done yet. There are still more businesses that we have to prosecute. And so from, from, from day one, we thought that we could reach out. And you can check the records. Many, many occasions, we on the, on the, on the side of the uh, majority, we try to avoid the voting, okay, that where we can stage compromises here and there, because it's a house. And we can't always be voting on issues. It is not the best, particularly um, since time memorial. We've never voted on Supreme Court justice nominees. So we tried to reach out. We, we did all we could. But I guess our people were carried away by the party's positions, the more of a partisan position. And so there's, there's nothing to be sympathetic about. Mm. You've said that you only appeal to the sense of patriotism of some of your colleagues on the opposite end of the aisle the among the ndc but what do you make then how do you respond to the likes of ricky tegan who has suggested that some of the, his colleagues were, were bribed did you bribe them well i think it's a matter that could come before the privileges committee and and i i guarantee that when we meet tomorrow at conclave i'll raise it before the speaker i'll raise it before the speaker and also the before the voting, you recall that the speaker has said that it is secret voting, okay? Secret vote, and nobody for sureva should need record. We are, we are told. If it's proven that members went in there with, with their phones and took pictures of what they were doing, then the speaker may have to be guided going into the future, because I'm sure this is not the first time we are going to be, to be voting. Also, Richard, I don't know as the saying goes, we, who is alleged he must prove if he has a basis that somebody was bribed. He should prove it. For us, we did not re- rely on any form of bribery. We spoke to their conscience. We took advantage of friendship. We spoke and, and underscored the need for patriotism to win at the end of the day. And for us in the majority, we think that patriotism won. Patriotism over partisanship won at the end of the day. Because you cannot tell me that these traditional uh, ministries should be, should be scrapped off, okay? And, and respect to uh, the former president. He had the opportunity to, to, to govern this country. Did he ever 
make that decision to drop deputy regional ministers, I think that as, as we should also be fair to ourselves and ask critical questions. Is it the case that the president has not shown any uh, attitude of downsizing or any, for want of a bad term, where any sensitivity to listen to the cry of the people? Is it the case that the president has not shown any attitude like that? I don't think it is the case. I don't think our, our colleagues should be also um, considerate in their criticism because they've also had this thing to, to rule before. They've been in government before. We saw what they did. We saw what they did. So it's unfortunate. And for me, there is nothing to be sympathetic about. They themselves should, be, should look within and they should do proper soul searching at the party headquarters in their, in their attempt of issuing statement and, and, and forcing people members of parliament we for, for me those who have seen it all some have been ministers before some have been mps for a long time and just push them into a box if you do this they'll react and that's the reaction they receive mm. mr nodompre thank you very much he is the majority chief whip he says tomorrow he's going to raise it on the floor by possibly drag people before the privileges committee the allegations that some people were bribed and also the suggestion that uh, some mps Took videos, phones. you know, and, and and captured how they voted when anything was explicitly um, a secret ballot. Mm -hmm. Tonight we're going to have a, a major discussion uh, with some of the MPs themselves on what really happened. Mm -hmm. Just trying to understand and and where do they go from here? Do you think they will ever have the courage to demand a vote on anything going forward? Because you know we have um, more than a year to go before the elections, right? Mm -hmm. So how are they going to proceed when other major issues come, like the budget will come again? For example, it, it's really a challenging time for them. We'll I see. think um, people have suggested that uh, we should avoid a secret ballot altogether and uh, maybe... So henceforth, no, no voting? No voting. No vo uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But the former president has been speaking about it. Over the weekend, you know, he issued a statement immediately after that vote and um, dis expressing disappointment. He's also been saying that even though um, he labelled the act as um, a betrayal, he says the party's MPs should not be victimised as it will be needed for other key parliamentary business set to come up. Well, today um, he was the first of the four candidates to be vetted by the party and he's been lashing out at President Ekofado, accusing him of excessive borrowing from the Bank of Ghana and promising to commit to zero financing from the central bank. He's also been subjecting himself to the NDC's internal party scrutiny as party officers grilled him about his suitability for the black flag bearership slot. Well, following his vetting, he rebuked the government, insisting he will build on his record from his time as president. We're going to have two main agendas for a new NDC government. Of course, the first one will be taking steps to revitalize our economy and put it back on its feet. And of course, having served under Professor Tamils and one term under my own leadership, we all saw how we managed to repair our economy, and for the first time in the history of Ghana, in 2016, we financed the government of Ghana budget without a single CD from the Bank of Ghana. Today, this administration currently owes the Bank of Ghana 50 billion CDs. We're going to bring discipline back into our finances. That is the first order of work we have. 
Well, on his vetting, he claims he dazzled his committee uh, in that encounter lasting just a little over uh, an hour. Questions about the party, how to strengthen the party, the electoral process. I was asked about parliament, how to strengthen our group in parliament. But most of all, I was asked questions about the country and my views for repairing and also improving governance in Ghana. It was a very serious interview. And I do think that because of the experience I have, the committee must have been impressed at the delivery that I gave. But the work starts now, and I don't underestimate the honest responsibility I'm taking upon myself. It's my hope that my colleagues with whom I am standing for the presidential primaries. We would come together as one after I have emerged as the presidential candidate. That we will rally together in order to ensure that NDC wins a victory in the 2024 elections. Kweku Asante joins us live now. He was with John Mahama at the party headquarters. Uh, Kweku, we understand John Mahama was at the party headquarters with a large entourage of MPs and party executives. Exactly, Evans. It was a melee, a jamboree of a sort at the party headquarters. There were a lot of party officials who were there to offer support. From Parliament, the Deputy Minority Whip, Comfort Doyogans and the MP for Adan, led about 20 MPs at least to come and show solidarity uses Suleimana, Bolivan Boy, Nabdam, MP, Zanetu Adiman Rollins, MP for Crow, and a host of other members of parliament who were there to lend support to the former president. He himself was led by his former contender, um, Professor Joshua Labi, who has now become his campaign chairperson from 2020 till now. He was there to lead the team, Peter Tukono, the greater Accra region chairman of the NDC, Nia Shimo, was also part of the contingent that came there to witness the vetting of the former president, which lasted just a little under an hour, Evan. Make a team who will support him and make sure that he gets the nod to lead the party come 2024. We all see where the economy is heading towards. This is not the time to, you know, try uh, other people and see if they will be able to do a good job. But this is the time that you need an experienced hand, a, 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 a feat that has what the path that we are hoping to improve on. So JM is our best bet. He's our best foot going forward. Uh, he's going through a normal process. This is not the first time he's gone through this, but we all know that this contest is a foregone conclusion. We are looking at the percentage and not the uh, victory. So at the end of the day, we expect that he shouldn't get anything less than 99%. Well, Kweku, for party executives like NDC National Women's Organizer Hannah Bisu and the Greater Accra Regional Chairman Ashimor, the party had made it clear it is against the rule for elected officers to show such open endorsement in the official capacities. Did this appear as an issue for them? They did, they did not care about that at all. Uh, indeed, for, for, for the Greater Accra Region Chairman, he, he actually insisted that this vetting process for the former president was a mere formality and that ultimately he's the one to lead the party to victory in 2024, agreeing with Dr. Louisa Hanna Bissu. And who else is next on the Tilfazi vetting committee? 
So the party hasn't formally published that, but I understand that the individual members, the individual persons who have picked their nomination forms have all been duly contacted and that the 12 member vetting panel will now be expecting them to follow. Our sources say that Dr. Kapnodofo will follow the exact date they've not been able to tell us for now. Okay, thank you very much. Well, and um, you're still listening to Newsnight here on Joy 99.7 FM. We'll be heading to George Uafi for the latest from the world of business. When we return, Ghana's quest for IMF bailouts gets major boost as U.S. government commits to making strong case for Ghana to secure favorable debt treatment terms from external creditors. We support Ghana's engagement with the IMF and will continue to push for all bilateral creditors to provide meaningful debt reduction for countries that need it, including Ghana. Plus, the U.S. position on gay rights with Parliament set to consider passage of anti-LGBTQ bill. Freedom and, and supporting and fighting for equality among all people and that all people be treated equally. I will also say that uh, this is an issue that we consider and I consider to be a human rights issue and that will not change. The substantial elements of the bill have already been modified as a result of the intervention of the Attorney General. We will see what the final outcome will be. Please stay for that and more here on Newsnight. Let's bring in George Uafe with the World of Business. Hello, George. Hi, MFA. And uh, coming up in business, Bank of Ghana Governor Dr. Ernest Addison, optimistic of the country meeting all the IMF program preconditions by April this year for the board to decide on the next line of action after the Monetary Policy Committee hiked its rate to 29 the finance ministry promises to honor all bonds that didn't swipe or participate in the domestic debt exchange program after settling coupons and principles on papers that matured on February 20 last week. The business news on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business. Alliance Live and Canopy. See the plenty money you are carrying this early morning. Adey. Mm, Charlie, you let me ask them let you do what? As for you, you wait and listen to all the information before you start carrying money up and down like we are in 1995. The E-Levy there, it has come. But you know, MTN will always find a way to sort you out. Ah, sort me out, Jesse. Oh, so you don't know that when you transfer money between your personal accounts, cash in and cash out at agent points, buy airtime or data, pay bills, receive remittance from abroad, or even pay taxes, there are no E-Levy charges? Hey, we are sure. Listen, there are a number of transactions you can perform with your MTM Momo that are not affected by the e-levy tax rule. Hmm. And there's even more, cra. Remember your first 100 Ghana City transfer for the day is free too. Hey, Nami Nimo. <laughs> now, dear, you know. There are a number of transactions you can perform with your MTN Momo that are not affected by the e-levy tax. So keep enjoying the security and convenience with MTN Momo and make payments on the go with MTN Momo. MTN. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks, and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. 
Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 40 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery and equipment. Visit our head office, Osuakwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Community 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase KNUSD Campus, UCC Cape Coast, and now at the Marina Mall, Airport City. Or call us 0302-764101-764209 or 7627792. Visit our website, www.kingdomgh.com. Luxurious affordable living is your right, and no one understands it better than BOT Properties. BOT Properties specializes in modern residential buildings and commercial office spaces. Our properties include the Equator, a 12-story made up of over 100 apartments near Accra Mall. At the Equator Courts, we offer you the deluxe living experience with our top-of-the-range homes, high-quality homes built with style and precision to suit your lifestyle. The Equator Courts is a gated community with two story four bedroom detached houses at Ubuju East Legon near American House. Our office complexes include Zion House, Shiashi East Legon, Zion House, Sofaline Interchange, Kumase. Our offices and apartments are for both rental and outright purchases at affordable prices and with flexible payment terms. Kindly contact us on 0257-960-919 or visit botproperties.com. BOT Properties, the new meaning of affordable luxury. Roverman Productions in partnership with National Theatre and Joy Affair present Just the Tip, an original Ibo White Lay. You intend to ask my father's permission to marry me? <laughs> what if I don't want to marry you? What? You're going to ask daddy for my hand, but have you asked me to marry ma, 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 you? Ma, ma. Exactly. I rest my case. Ah. Just the Tip will show at the National Theatre on March 24th, 25th, 26th, 31st, and April 1st and 2nd. One show on Fridays at 7 p.m. Two shows on Saturdays at 4 and 8 p.m. Three shows on Sundays at 1 p.m., 4 p.m., and 8 p.m. That is Roverman 123. Rates 150 Ghana cities early bird and 200 Ghana cities during production period. Tickets available on the short code star 365 star 535 hash and all the usual outlets. Early bird promo ends on March 23rd. Sponsored by Ebony Condoms, Gino Tomato Mix, GCB Bank, and M Notify. Roverman Productions. Be the difference. You welcome back to Business on Newsnights. Now, Governor of the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Ernest Addison, is optimistic that Ghana will be able to meet all the IMF preconditions in April this year. Now, this will pave the way for the IMF board to take a decision on Ghana's fate in the next line of action about the whole program. The governor said this after increasing the policy rate to a record 29.9%. There is more in this report. The Bank of Ghana wanted to take the necessary measures to help bring inflation rates to appreciable levels by the end of this year, hence the decision to hike the rate again by this margin. The Bank of Ghana will continue to monitor these developments going forward and stands ready to act very swiftly to safeguard the stability of the financial sector. In the IMF program approval by the board, this is what the governor had to see. Fortunately, there is progress on that front. The official creditors committee met last week. They are looking at a date in April by which time 
they expect to give the necessary financial assurances. And once that is out of the way, once we have signed this memorandum of understanding, once Parliament has passed these new revenue measures, we would have completed what they call the prior actions. This is what is needed for the fund to set a date for the executive board meeting. So hopefully, if things go as planned by the end of April, we should see, by the end of April, we should see that executive board meeting. The governor of the Bank of Ghana also rejected argument that the central bank did indeed print cash to finance government of Ghana's budget deficit for last year. If you go to the bank's office on Spintex Road, we have a currency processing center there. We have vaults full of CDs. So we don't need to print money. We already have cash sitting in our vaults and re release these resources as and when the economy demands them. So that. Dr. Addison also assured that the regulator is taking the necessary measures that will help stabilize the banking sector as he rules out that any bank getting into the red zone as a result of this action. Uh, capital adequacy ratios that I've seen, some of them have declined. I'm not sure if any banks have been driven into insolvency. The committee also decided to reset the cash reserve ratio on domestic currency deposit for banks from 12% to 14%, effective 13th April 2023. The governor noted that it stands ready to take additional liquidity management operations to address excess liquidity conditions in the market. Is a business deck report. Meanwhile, an economist with GCB Capital Courage Mate has noted that the policy rate hike was in the right direction, looking at the current challenges within the economy. Hi, George. I wasn't surprised by the one point, uh, the increase in the policy rate, even if the magnitude was uh, maybe that is where the surprise was. Um, the reality is, with the DDP coming to a closure. The main fear was that there could be uh, two potential risk, risk to capital and liquidity risk, because banks are not going to expect the coupons they were getting previously. And that is why the regulatory release that came with it also had a liquidity measure, reducing the cash reserve ratio from 14% to 12% to try to boost the level of liquidity on the, in, on the market. But a few things happened around that period. When banks started assessing um, the fact that the IFRS 9 uh, accounting methodology and the treatment thereof would affect their capital to the point of for some even creating whole as insolvency issues in their capital, uh, the natural stance was to shift to, uh, if you like, a non-aggressive loan stance. Courage Mate is an economist with GCB Capital. Now, let's still stay on the banking sector because a statement coming from the Ghana Association of Banks has described as false reports that some banks are insolvent due to the risk associated with the domestic debt exchange program. According to the association, the publication is incorrect and it's aimed at misinforming the public. The association of the CEO of the association, for instance, states that we wish to draw the attention of the general public that the report is not only false in its entirety, but also malicious as published without actual uh, foundation in this uh, statement. Let's still uh, see because uh, banking consultant Dr. Richmond Twain says now 
than more ever as the time that the promised Ghana Financial Stability Fund to cushion the local banks are needed. Whatever is a setup, its principles is to help the industry because there is a liquidity gap for all the banks and the banks will need a full bank position. But as to when it's been operationalized, is what maybe some of us are a bit concerned about. As the data stream has already been in existence for almost two months, and we hope it will be operationalized early to support the industry as far as liquidity gap is concerned. And that is a banking consultant, Dr. Rich Munituahini, talking about the Ghana Financial Stability Fund needed now to support the local banks. Now, the finance ministry has given the firm assurance of paying coupons and principals on all bonds that didn't participate in the domestic debt exchange program. Now, this is coming after it announced that it has paid coupons and principals on bonds that matured in February 20, 2023 last week. According to the Ministry of Finance, it remains committed to dealing with all the concerns of the bondholders as it works to stabilize the Ghanaian economy. Well, capacity building of entrepreneurs is key in harnessing the potential of young people to make a difference in the various sectors of the economy. Now, that's according to the executive director of the Cosmos Innovation Center, Benjamin Jankesi, speaking to Joy Business at the final pitch event of the KIC Agritech Challenge Pro Startup Business. He retweeted the need for these young entrepreneurs to take up incentives or initiatives that will expand the value chain of most sectors. Entrepreneur development is great. It's good that we build capacity of entrepreneurs all the time. But what is really missing is that uh, is the funding for entrepreneurs. So if you notice today, KIC tried to fund 11 businesses, young startups are, are out of 20. Now, the reason why we decided to do that, and we, it's all based on learnings, that sometimes entrepreneurs, some entrepreneurs need as much as $10,000, $20,000 to do great things. But most of the time, they are unable to get those money, even though they have great ideas or they have made some traction with their already existing business and they need to be able to follow on. Benjamin John Kissy is the executive director of the Cosmos Innovation Center. And that is all uh, for business on Newsnight. Thank you very much, George. And you're still live here on Newsnight. It's on Joy 99.7 FM. I'll be sharing with you a few of your messages on our WhatsApp console pretty shortly. But in the last uh, 24 hours, there's been a major uh, visit to Ghana by the U.S. Vice President in Ghana is tonight getting some boost. And as you know, Ghana was desperate to secure an IMF bailout in March. That looks increasingly impossible now. Uh, but tonight, as I've just been indicating, there's a boost. The United States of America is committing to assist Ghana secure favorable terms from its creditors as part of measures to bag an IMF uh, program. The nation is currently racing against time to secure that $3 billion support from the fund to restore Ghana's economy uh, to sound footing. As you just had George indicate that the Bank of Ghana itself is expecting that we will meet all the requirements by April. The estimation is that it will now happen in May. The finance minister just concluded talks with China and hopes to equally get a favorable deal from the Paris club. Now, President Akufado, who held closed-door meeting with American Vice President Kamala Harris, said the two nations had agreed to work together on a number of critical issues. I'm pleased to state that Vice President Harris pledged America's support for this transformative agenda. It is this transformation 
that will give us best opportunity to derive maximum benefit from our abundant natural resources, enable us create a firmer foundation for meaningful long-term economic and commercial relations with the United States of America. In conclusion, I'm happy to state that this afternoon's meeting has further boosted the steadfast cooperation between us, and Ghana will continue to collaborate with the United States of America at all levels, particularly towards the peaceful resolution of conflicts in the search for global peace and security to promote sustainable development around the world. I thank you for your attention. We can now hear from U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris, who says her government stands ready to assist Ghana. With regard specifically to the economy, I recognize the challenges Ghanaians are facing, especially in the wake of a global pandemic and the disruptions caused by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. We welcome Ghana's commitment to reforming its economy to deliver sustainable and inclusive growth. We support Ghana's engagement with the IMF and will continue to push for all bilateral creditors to provide meaningful debt reduction for countries that need it, including Ghana. We must work together as an international community to ease the debt burden that is facing far too many countries. It is critical to do so to build long-term economic growth and prosperity and to increase U.S. investment, a key priority for our administration, and in particular, private sector investment. Let's bring in presidential affairs correspondent Elton Broby monitoring events for us all day. Elton, there's also some commitment and announcement of a $100 million support for selected countries, including Ghana, to fight terrorism. Tell us more about it. So, in fact, this amount is to fight crime, especially on the coast of West Africa. And indeed, they are looking at the fight against piracy. So this amount is to resource uh, the security agencies, especially the Navy, uh, so that they can be able to fight crime, especially on the coast of West Africa. We appreciate your leadership in response to recent democratic backsliding in West Africa and standing up for democratic principles around the world. We also recognize Ghana's significant contributions in the Sahel, and I thank you for your leadership there. To help address the threats of violent extremism and instability, today I am pleased to announce $100 million in support of Benin, Ghana, Guinea, Cote d'Ivoire, and Togo. Last week, President Joe Biden announced a strategic plan for coastal West Africa as part of the United States strategy to prevent conflict and promote stability. Today, funding and the announcement that I've just made will help implement security governance and development issues in the region. So, Alton, we, we know that the president also commented on the possibility of terror groups, specifically Al-Qaeda operating in Ghana. So, uh, the, the president was not categorical, but the question was uh, to the effect that there are some Al-Qaeda groups operating in Ghana. And President Akufo's response was that there may be shells, but uh, as pronounced as the questioner wanted to portray, the security agents are on top of their game, and there's no such identified groups operating in Ghana in the name of Al-Qaeda. As far as the presence of, of Wagner is concerned, we're concerned about it. We made clear our concerns um, because, first of all, 
it, it, it raises the very real possibility, which is one that we need all of us in the, on the region and the continent to be aware of, that once again, our continent is going to become the playground for great power conflict. Because one group of people coming, whether they are an official or an unofficial group, all of us know the realities of what's going on. It's not very difficult for another group of people to say, there, there, we'll come. And before you know it, the, the, the issues that are of concern to us, keeping our country and of great power rivalry will be a reality with us. So that's our major preoccupation. Uh, and on, as, yes, and, and, but in any event also, we want to be in a position to resolve our own security problems ourselves, if as much as possible without the intervention of foreign troops. The presence of Al-Qaeda in Ghana, I don't know. I, or, or formally, we don't have any uh, information to that effect. I may well be that there are cells, etc., already in the country, but those are matters that the security agencies are very much on top of. And we're hoping that there will be no Al-Qaeda presence in Ghana. Well, the issue of gay rights also came up uh, pretty strongly. Uh, listen to Kamala Harris stating the U.S. position. In the midst of our current debate and, and parliaments on consideration of the anti-LGBTQ bill. I have raised this issue, and let me be clear about where we stand. First of all, for the American press who are here, you know that a great deal of, of work in my career has been to address rights issues, equality issues across the board, including as it relates to the LGBT community. And I feel very strongly about the importance of supporting uh, the, the, the freedom and, and supporting and fighting for equality among all people and that all people be treated equally. I will also say that uh, this is an issue that we consider and I consider to be a human rights issue and that will not change. Listen to President Ekofado on that. We don't have any such legislation here in Ghana. A bill has been proposed to the Parliament of Ghana, which has all kinds of ramifications, which is now being considered by the Parliament. It hasn't been passed, so the statement that there is legislation in Ghana to that effect is not accurate. The bill is going through the Parliament. It's going through the Parliament. The Attorney General has found it necessary to speak to the committee about it regarding the constitutionality or otherwise of several of its provisions, and the Parliament is dealing with it. The, at the end of the process, I will come in. But in the, in the meantime, the Parliament is dealing with it. And I have no doubt that the Parliament of Ghana will show, as it has done in the past, one, first of all, its sensitivity to human rights issues. Well, let's bring in um, Ningo Pram Pram MP, Sam George. We all know uh, his role he played in that proper human sexual rights and family values bill, um, where we are uh, as it stands now. Mr. Sam George, we are grateful for your time here on Newsnight. So is this the kind of response you're expecting from the president or you're expecting a definitive statement when it comes to the act? Well, let me say very good evening to you, listeners. I expected the president to first and foremost be on top of his brief and secondly represent the opinion of a majority of Ghanaians, he failed to do both. I expected the president to have clearly stated that the Ghanaian people respect human rights as enshrined in the 1992 constitution and not what is the opinion of Mrs. Kamala Harris. If Mrs. Kamala Harris says she is interested in human rights, as we speak this evening, less than two hours ago, 
a gun woman entered a U.S. school and killed three kids and three teachers. That should be what should be of concern to Kamala Harris. The, the, the irrational, inhumane, unsensible killing of children in her country. It should also be of interest to Kamala Harris, the, the treatment. She's a woman of color. It should be a concern to her that if she wasn't vice president of the, Ameri- of the United States and she was driving on the streets of America, she possibly would have been a possible victim like George Floyd to be harassed by white police officers. Those are the things Kamala Harris should be worried about. And so her opinion really is of no consequence to Ghanaian lawmakers and the parliament of Ghana. If the president was on top of his brief, he would have been aware that his attorney general had met with us and giving the all clear in fact is on record to have said he supports the bill and that the bill myself and my seven other colleagues is pondering is going to expand the frontiers of legal jurisprudence in our country president akufado missed the point and the opportunity to be sure that he was on top of his brief one on this bill and secondly to 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 make it clear to kamala harris that his fidelity is not to what she thinks but to the 1992 constitution he sworn oath to protect. We're grateful. That's Ningo Pram Pram MP ending tonight's edition of Newsnight here on Joy 99.7 FM. There's more when you log on to myjoyonline.com. Up next, Evans. Change will not bring change. Do you understand wow. that? Change will not bring change. Mm-hmm. It's a I am, fans, it's I am. Okay, that's my opinion. That's my opinion. And Coming and up, up next, up please next stay. With, uh,